We the bestest cast with the left twist. Not fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Fox Trotting to Get Down, White Sox, Dave, and Kenny Carkey. With you from the band, as always, is your boy Colin. Coming live from Chicago, Illinois, we have Dave Williams. Dave, how are you, buddy? I'm fried from the golf outing. Other than that, I am swell. Yeah, dude, uh, for anybody talking shit on Dave's swing today, me, Dave, and Kenny all agree that was a wonderful golf swing. I don't want to fucking hear it. Dave, mad torque, mad torque. Mad torque. Dave, what'd you shoot, like a fucking 69 today? Yeah, I shot a 69 uh, all three rounds nice. this weekend. No, everyone's like, oh, you're... No, wait. <laughs> I'm going to save this. I'm not going to put these guys off my guest list for later on, but I almost want to. Instead, I'm going to go on a little rant. The fucking Twitter coaches for golf mm. I have found just today alone are the worst people on the planet, and I hope they all die slow, painful, torturous deaths. Because they're all sitting in my DMs and like, what kind of fucking swing is this? You like, it's not fucking baseball. You fuck. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I clearly don't golf, even though I clearly don't golf. It wasn't that horrific. Two, it was pouring rain in Chicago. Three, I was wearing Air Force fucking ones and not golf shoes. Shut up, you losers. Dave, wait till you play. A wait till you play a show, and the first person says uh, comments on Twitter. You know they're a lot better uh, in the studio than oh, they are live. Like, they can't really pull the live show. You off. know what we started doing for that kind of shit. Anytime anybody would like comment something awful about whatever we played or whatever, we would just reply, "LOL." Dude, it's, it's that's the only it. Thing that's the best it. fucking reply. Just LOL. It's Dude, that's right up there with K. I like yeah, the K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Except LOL makes them think that you think that they're joking. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect like, response. Ha. Yeah, ha. Ha's a good I, I really one. do believe that LOL is the only proper like that is like legitimately something that makes so you self conscious. Like yeah. you think you're fucking stunting, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Damn, am I a loser?" <laughs> yeah, I know it, it really hits you hard, hard. Like maybe I was trolling you, motherfucker, with that performance the whole time, bro. Uh, also, here we haven't even introduced him yet. We have Mr. Kenny Clark. He coming live from Los Angeles, California. How you doing, buddy? I could have gone on for that. I'm sorry, I could have gone on for like hours. Dave, excuse me. This is my moment to shine. <laughs> Colin, you asked me a question how yes, I'm sir. doing today. It's been a very hectic, very trying day. That said, maybe the best day of my life. I'm not going to put it, you know, below that bar because I usually set that bar, but I feel pretty good today. I mean, it's really hard to like kind of upstep like the last couple of weeks for you with the whole going diamond thing. Yeah, so yeah, 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 this yeah, is yeah. like one of the best weeks. It might not be the best, but it's one of the best. They're calling me diamond boy at work and it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> diamond boy. <laughs> diamond boy. Are you fucking are you using fun. that still? When when does the luster of that wear off for everybody? Like, dude, I don't think it fucking ever does because we were talking plaques today with the whole label and stuff, and we're all getting pretty excited. I told them they better have some real fucking diamonds in it, son. Dude, we should get you one of those weird little piercings that people get at the top of their cheek, like right here at the top of the cheekbone, just a yeah. little diamond right there, yeah, dude. Totally, that's a great idea, man. How would the wife awesome. like that one? What the the yeah diamond right cheek? yeah. Man, I don't know. She lets me do most things, but she says, like, only my appendages are allowed to have tattoos. Can't do it chest, can't do it back, can't do it face, can't do it neck. It's stupid. Smart lady. Very I smart guess. lady. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, boys. Uh, this really does feel like it's the first real week back in the music industry, and I'm going to get into why. I want to introduce our guest first. Very excited for me today. Uh, we had a great conversation with Trevor from Moon Taxi. 
great guy, amazing really cool band, dude. really cool dude, really, really cool dude. They're going back out on tour, huge touring band, catch them all over the, the country this summer. Uh, we get into a lot with them. He also agrees to teach De- uh, Dave to play an F chord, which to me was like which really awesome. like the first like real promise maybe so far. I love, I love when you like, like I know of Moon Taxi and I've heard their songs and I see my friends post them at shows. So I know my friends go to their shows. Right. So I have this respect for them. And then I meet homeboy and he's a sweetheart and knows what he's talking about and is good at what he does. And like, it's just, that's really reassuring, you know? Yeah. This was a fun one too. Cause you and you and Trevor didn't know each other before, but like, as soon as we got on, he was like, Oh, I love AWOL. And then like the first like 10 minutes before we went on, it was just like, so what was AWOL? Like he was like interviewing you before. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Super, super, super good guy. Super great conversation. And then our pick of the week this week, for some reason we did Columbus, Ohio bands back to back. Uh, We have nineties kids. We talked with the whole band about their new single called Mandy Moore, uh, which is featuring a buddy of mine, Fangs, who is my boy Jake from Nashville. Uh, really cool song, really, really great visual aspect behind it. You we know talked I went to the- high school with Mandy Moore? Did you? She was in my grade, and my friend took her to homecoming. And then I saw her at a wedding not that long ago. Oh, that, that was such a... That was very That was one of the one. patented Kenny Carkeep skipovers. <laughs> yeah, the name <laughs> like, skip how, how big was your high school? Not being an Orlando, Florida, private Catholic school that I went to fresh. So you knew her well year. and everything. No, I knew who she was. I mean, she was like she in used the to French put Kenny in. She used shit. to put she Kenny in like, lockers. She wasn't like you know this fucking hot shit. She was just like this chick who was in the French and drama club and shit. But I remember a CD being passed around school that had two songs in them. One of them was Candy. And, you know, I, I handed it, I grabbed it, I passed it along. And then, you know, fast forward, she leaves the school the next year and becomes the biggest fucking thing on earth. And we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, th- this song is actually super fucking catchy. One of my first questions being the entourage nerd that I am is like, how many people busted your balls about Mandy Moore being Aquaman's kryptonite since you wrote this song? It was a little so too we- early. Little too hard. We <laughs> we get a lot into that, but it's a really good song. Great band, great pick of the week. But like I said, this has really felt like the first real week back in the music industry. Uh, the BET Awards were on last night, and they had yep. a full crowd. There was a, one really amazing performance I want to get into, which I will later. But uh, so they had a full crowd for the the first award show of the year. The Foo Fighters played a goddamn stadium. Peach Festival, which is one of the first major festivals of the year, is happening in Pennsylvania this weekend. Which, by the way, we mentioned this guy way too often, but Andy Frasco is in Philadelphia right now. Yep. So I'm trying to get him to do something. Uh, but no, Peach Fest is a huge uh, jam band festival that's happening this weekend, and. On top of all of that, some of the heavy hitters in the music industry are finally starting to drop music. Uh, Ed Sheeran just dropped a new single, which, by the way, super weird, absolute butt cheeks. This song fucking sucks. Did and you I see ha- the fucking video too. So stupid. Oh, ew. The song's absolute butt cheeks, and I love Ed Sheeran, but the song's fucking horrendous. So that was my first impression. Kenny, you're gonna love this. Miley Cyrus and Elton John just dropped a cover of "Nothing Else Matters" by Metallica. Like you couldn't have like you couldn't have gone to a bunch of fucking comedy writers and had them draft up a script that had that fucking sentence in it. At, like that's the dumbest fucking sentence I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. Miley Cyrus and Ellen John covering Metallica. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Well, you did see that they're doing a, a huge Metallica tribute album, right? Or is hate this it. hate it? Hate the shit out of it. Idols hate is different. So Do you fuck with idols? Do you know idols? No, I D L E S. Idols is an amazing, amazing English band. You'd fucking love them. Like, okay. super hardcore shit. 
really yeah, dope. Yeah. Check them out. But they're doing it, and I can't wait to hear that. But so we had two really weird releases, and then out of nowhere comes my album of the year so far. Tyler, the creator, drops out of nowhere. Call me if you get lost. Has Have either of you guys listened to this album no. yet? Yeah, yeah. I listened to the whole thing a couple times. What do you think? I love it. I, uh, I, Ooh, there's I, some hesitation uh, there. No, no. And no, and it has nothing to do with respect or talent or anything like that. I've just, I've never understood a lot of Tyler. Like I do love his shit a mm. lot, but some of it I don't get, but I don't blame it for me not getting it. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? It's not the song's fault. It's the person listening. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just not my, like, I love his fucking voice. His shit is so weird and creative, right? Like nobody fucking sounds like him does the shit that he does acts the way he does performs the way he mm-hmm. does so there's a huge level of respect but like i don't know i listen to it's a situation like, hey. where you're on the outside of an inside joke in a certain perspective oh, you know what i mean oh, like it's a language you don't speak which is understandable because i've been on the tyler wave since i was like a junior in high school so it's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a thing that, like i like kind of grew up with but i'm going to recap the album real quick but then i want to talk to youtube for a very specific reason so album Totally curated by fucking DJ Drama. It sounds like an uh, comeback next week. We're doing our breakdown of Rumors by Fleetwood Mac with Robbie Fox. My bass player Ken's going to be jumping in too because he fucking loves that album. So That's the nice one album I got a vinyl of that I've you ever owned. Vinyl. vinyl. Yeah, I got rumors? it at a garage sale for like 10 bucks like, I don't know, eight years ago. I have Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits. I do not have Rumors on vinyl. It, it, I lied. It was greatest hits. Never mind. It wasn't Rumors, but same thing. It's, I've it's, never it's actually great. listened to it either. I've never owned it. It's a, a greatest hit album anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we put out our first little baby teaser for uh, the first episode of the, the video series. So that's going to finish up. When can we put that out? Whenever the fuck we want. Launch that shit. All right. We'll do it next week then. Perfect. Boom. All right. Perfect. Well, let's go into our conversation with 90s kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for our pick of the week this week, we got Columbus, Ohio back in the building. We got our friends in 90s kids here. Gentlemen, how the fuck are we doing today? Doing great, Colin. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's been so long since I've seen you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be honest with everybody. Uh, We just recorded for like a half an hour and then realized the Zoom glitch and nothing was recording. So this is actually my second time talking to these guys today. So I'm very happy to have them here today. We're talking about their new single, Mandy Moore, that just dropped last week, correct? Yes, Friday. Fucking outstanding. Uh, first point being that the song was actually made with a mutual friend of both of ours, Jake from the band Fangs. How did you guys link with Jake? Yeah, so we actually went on tour with, uh, with Fangs right before the pandemic. So like the very last interactions we had with people were like 14 days in a van on tour with Fangs. And then we just like built our friendship over... Uh, you know, the last year, just like online and stuff. And then we, you know, we took a trip down to Nashville and, uh, you know, said, hey, come over, let's write a song. And that's how the song was born, man. It's a great song. First off, it matches you both very well. But something I, I didn't know you guys went on tour together. You guys are both kind of like aesthetic geniuses in a way. Like, I really love the way that you guys do things online. Like Jake obviously is in a league of his own where he's like doing merch out the ass and everything is a different color. Jake's always been that way for as long as I've known him. You guys, if you guys, if anybody follows these guys online, you guys actually look like you're the cover of like Tony Hawk's underground. Like you guys, you guys do a fucking great job of branding. So I just want to say that off the top. It's, it's hilarious though, because you say that you compare us to Jake, but I don't even think we can, we can possibly accept that without saying that Jake does all of it himself 
And we have like four or five people that just like make us look super cool. And uh, they're like pros that do the thing for a living. And we're just like, here's some money, like help us look better. Look, I can't lie. I explained this earlier, but Jake and me were on an indie label a couple years ago in Nashville when he was with his, his blues, blues rock band, Cardboard Kids. Jake's swag is so fucking strong. I actually went on eBay and bought a shirt that he had just because I thought it was that fucking cool. It's a shirt that says Operation Desert Storm, and it's a big, like, bald eagle carrying an American flag. And I was like, damn, that guy's got fucking swag. So I bought, I actually bought the exact same shirt for that reason. Wow. This is fucking swag, man. So what can I say? Uh, So we're talking about Mandy Moore today. First off, I brought this up once again in the previous interview that no one will ever hear, but you said that there's only been one person who's busted your balls about the Mandy Moore entourage connection, correct? Yep, it's been my brothers, and they were <laughs> the only thing they had to say was "fuck Mandy Moore." She broke Vincent Chase's heart, and I guess for any Entourage fan, that does hit home. Uh, but I think there's a lot more to Mandy Moore than that stint on Entourage. Well, shout out Mandy Moore, uh, one for being everybody's crush in the early like 2000s, late 90s. Uh, two for her relationship with Taylor Goldsmith, because I imagine they make beautiful music in that house. Like, I couldn't imagine having, like, for their kids, like, imagine your parents being Mandy Moore and Taylor Goldsmith. The bar is high there. But more than anything, I did bring this up earlier, but the Doug Ellen relationship that we do have, in the immortal words of Johnny Drama, Aquaman's kryptonite is Mandy Moore. So, I mean, that was the first thing I thought of when I heard this song. But we were, we were getting into it before we were so, you know, unceremoniously cut off about the process of you guys creating this song in Nashville. So you guys are in Nashville, you're staying in the Airbnb, you're writing for a week, and then you come up with this riff while everybody's sleeping, correct? Yeah, yeah. So like it was, I think it was the last day of writing and we had six days down there. Uh, we wrote with six different people, all great friends. And the last day was, uh, was Jake uh, from Fangs. And it was like 7 a.m. I woke up like super hungover. We had no idea what we were going to write. I was the only one up. So I was just like, screw it. I have nothing else to do. Sat down at the computer, started making noise. And the guys just kind of like groggily walked in, like rubbing their eyes. And they're like, wait, what is that? That sounds cool. (laughs) And so we worked from like 7.30 until like noon when Jake came over. We just had like this super vibey, like kind of like Jonas Brothers year 3000 sounding thing, which is that octave riff that kind of comes in and out throughout the song. Um, And Jake walked in and just starts spewing all of these like 2000s references and things that were just like, dude, you are perfect to write this song with us because he's literally just like, he's like a dictionary of like all things nostalgia. So the lyrics in the song just like came together perfectly for that reason. There's certain things that are meant to be and a song called Mandy Moore that's about 90s and early 2000s nostalgia is Jake Germany's place in the world. Like that's what he's supposed to be doing. I think you're right. I think I he should be like a should be like one of those history channel like consultants <laughs> that, that hops on when they have that show about the 2000s. Why oh, did yeah. they stop doing that? Dude, no, remember that show on Beach One? Uh, I love the 90s or whatever. Yeah. He should be a consultant for that show. Dude, why do why do they stop doing that? VH1 was on a fucking roll. I love the 90s yeah. was the shit. It's incredible. It, it does freak me out now that they could do that for like our childhood now, though. Do you know what I mean? Like they could do like the early two thousands and just feel old as shit. Like I'm in my twenties, but at the same time, it's like, damn, like we're looking back that fucking far already. It's so weird. And I mean, even the fact that if I just saw this fact, this is a random ass fact that I saw the other day. If somebody wrote the song 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins about today, 
it'd be the same period of time that if somebody in 2021 wrote the song 2004 and that fucked me up because it feels like the 70s were a million years ago realistically it wasn't that long ago and now we've already started looking back to our childhood so made me feel old even though i'm not it's even like like i felt that way when we were writing lyrics about mandy Moore. like when did mandy Moore become nostalgic man or like did did we just decide just now that she is you guys have Um, created the mandy Moore nostalgia market it's fucking incredible what are the chance have you guys tried to get this to her yet uh i yeah we did like a like Jake made a post and like, I think, I don't know, like 50 or 60 people commented like at Mandy Moore, check this out. Like, <laughs> I want to say, uh, I want to say our manager's been like sending emails and stuff, but you know, Mandy's Mandy. She's going to do what she wants to do. So dude, we had, for one day. we had Matthew Coma on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, he oh, yeah. is married to Hillary Duff. And I don't, I feel like I could somehow back way weasel this into her hands. I don't, I, I don't want to make promises that I can't keep, but I have some sort of connection over there. Dude, we, we were literally writing with somebody last week uh, or last month. And there was a phrase that came up that was like, no, I don't think that's Hillary Duff enough. Let's do that. <laughs> like, that is the vibe that we are in right now. Like, like singing songs about Mandy Moore, referencing old Hillary Duff songs. Like, we're just like four dudes in our mid late twenties. And we're just like, we're doing that. So that's where we are. I guess. But I mean, you guys are nailing it from the top to the bottom. Cause the song, the references are great. The song is very fucking nostalgic. I mean, you guys are wearing like long sleeve shirts under short sleeve shirts on the fucking cover. You guys are nailing it aesthetically from top to bottom. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. Cause you're very fucking thorough all the way through. Yeah. Thanks. It was like, it was one of those things where we just decided like, this is who we are, man. Like we, we, we've spent a lot of time like going through kind of different phases of our music. And I feel like we finally kind of found our frequency here and, and just decided that there's times like, it's just who we are. We're just going to be cheesy. We're going to lean into that, like bowling for soup, simple plan kind of vibe, like the click five, even like just that stuff is that's who we are. That's what we loved growing up. And uh, we're not going to try to be out there, you know, too cool for school. That's just, that's not us. We have this conversation on the podcast all the time about like different things you tried as a band that like you look back on now and it like makes your skin crawl because you're like, why the fuck did I think that was cool? And I'm going to get to what your guys do. You have to have a period of time where you look back and like, God, we were douchebags. Mine was definitely because I'd spent a lot of time writing in Nashville. I write for CSAC. So I I go down there and I write a lot. I bought one of those big, like wide, I should just do a full online campaign every day, like day one of 365 of tweeting at Mandy Moore until she's in our video. Like we need to make this happen somehow, bro. That would be ridiculous. Not a bad idea, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're riffing pretty well there. Also, (laughs) it does make me wonder what the fuck would Mandy Moore's quote be? Like if you, like just hit her people up and be like, hey, we'd love to get Mandy Moore for our video for our song called Mandy Moore. And they're like, absolutely, she'll do it. It'd be $7 million. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus. Our, our yeah, standard budget, $250,000 plus yeah. travel and amenities. <laughs> Listen, guys, we're coming out of a pandemic. We don't have any fucking money. Shut up. Jesus, man. Oh, my you God. You can write it off in taxes. We'll tell her that. <laughs> we call it charity. <laughs> just be like, yeah. yeah, just say this was a make-a-wish thing. <laughs> like we just, This was the only thing we wanted was Mandy Moore to be in our video. <laughs> we don't have anything wrong with us. We just really wanted Mandy Moore. 
<laughs> she comes out and she's like, so what, what was this for? You're like, I don't know. We just really wanted to be a part of this. Like, see, we can somehow work this in. Jesus Christ, man. So, all right. So shows are coming back, obviously. Do you guys have anything booked out so far? Yeah. And we can finally, I think we can finally talk about most of it. So Ooh. we have this cool festival in Columbus called Wonder Bus. Um, and I think like a bunch of cool people are on that, like, like the band Camino and Kesha are on the same day as us. So Ooh. like, that's dope. AJR. Um, so that's right here at, at home. So that'll be awesome. And then uh, we have this other thing uh, called the, the Abercrombie and Fitch ANF challenge. Uh, so that's coming up in September and uh, we get to open for freaking like Zed and uh, Aloe Black and Saint Motel. Uh, so that's going to be, be dope. Fuck and then yeah. uh, there might or might not be a tour in the winter, but uh, I, I can't confirm or deny that yet. All right. Well, I won't press you on it, but when you guys do decide to like announce it, you need to let us, we need to break the news. Like just give me a heads up. And we'll make that happen. All right. Deal. Yeah. Deal. And that said, said tour might or might not be coming through Philly. So, oh, once again, we can make these things happen, bro. Like we, you know, we we can we can promote, we can move some things around, we can get bodies in buildings. That's what we do here in Philadelphia. Also, I mean, Dave White Sox, Dave is from Chicago, and Kenny's in LA. So we have boots on the ground across the United States. So you tell us where you're going, and we'll hook you up. All right. I love that. No problem, dude. Um, so we're gonna play Mandy Moore in a minute. Uh, looking forward, is there anything you guys want to say about the song? Is there anything you want to push? Is there anything you want to promote other than Mandy Moore? Yeah, I, I think I just, at this point, want to say, I, I think uh, 2021 is looking so exciting for us. And it's, there are so many avenues that we haven't explored as a band that we've gotten to do this year in our writing. And it, it could not be more exciting to put those things out and really kind of keep going down this road of like, okay, we did that. We did, we had the douchebag phase. Like we fucked around for a while. Like, I think, you know, we're happy with all of our music, but now we really feel like we know what nineties kids is. Mm. And the next few months are going to be really exciting. I think just in terms of our music, as well as how that's going to translate to our live show. Um, and we're, we're pumped for everybody who's been along for the ride so far. And, and hopefully we can, uh, meet some new faces as we go along and it's, it's been great to meet people like yourself man this has been fun bro this shit makes me so happy when we talk to other bands who feel like they fought their way through quarantine and they're coming out on the other side and it's like holy shit like we actually are in a better place than when we went in because we have so many you know bands that we are friends with that they just hung it up like it's just like okay this was a road bump that we couldn't overcome i feel like Fox, in Fox Shots world, we're coming out in a way better spot. Like, why the fuck? Like, I'm talking to you guys. You know what I mean? Like, we've met so many cool people through this entire experience. And just to watch the way you guys have grown over the past year and the way you're coming out with a head full of steam, it's fucking amazing. So I just want to say congratulations. The song's outstanding, and I'm really excited to see what you guys do. Thanks, man. Thank no you. Appreciate that. I feel like we became friends today, and I think that's awesome. And uh, when you guys do yeah, come through, when you guys come through Philly, we need to do some sort of 90s-themed uh, like party or how about this? We need help for the video series I was telling you guys about. So we're making Dave Williams, White Sox, Dave from Barstool Sports into a rock star. I need you guys to ruminate. Think about this for a minute. What would you teach Dave? Like everybody's picking a different thing. So Mark Roberge is from OAR is the overarching guru. He's our, like our, our fucking sage. He's our master splinter. And then Andy Frasco, who's a huge touring musician, he's a fucking crazy person from the jam scene, is teaching Dave how to party. Like that's his that's his job. And then everybody's kind of picked a different thing. 
uh, earlier in the episode, Trevor from uh, Moon Taxi said he's going to teach Dave to play an F chord because Dave can't play a fucking F chord. So along the way, everybody's going to have to pick something. I need you guys to think about it over the next couple of months before we have you on again and think about what it is you want to teach Dave to make him into a rock star. All right, that's our homework. We will come back and, and we will have a bucket list. I appreciate that. And I'm sure Dave appreciates it too, even though he's going to beat his ass because everybody is so far. Uh, all right. Everybody, do me a favor. Go check out 90s Kids online. You can follow them everywhere on social media. Uh, go check out their music, obviously, on YouTube, streaming everywhere. Look for them on tour. They've obviously got stuff booked, and they're going to break the news when their next tour is on our show. But we're going to go in to Mandy Moore by 90s Kids featuring Fangs.